0: And you're listening to the About Last Night Podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. About Last Night
1: Hey, man. Hey, man. Thanks for coming back. No, I, hey, man. Thank you for ha-
2: doing the old Mikasa
1: Sukasa. Oh, yeah. It's been a hot minute, but you know what? You're one of those guys that, uh, as soon as you walked in, I feel like I, it took me right back to the American Comedy Company in San Diego. Yeah. When I first fucking yeah. uh, got to kick it with you live in the yeah, flesh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people know, people should know about you, too, about how uh, just friendly you are out of the gate, because I definitely, you know, there is a. Oh, they think I'm Nat Turner. What's that? They think I'm Nat Turner.
2: <laughs> I don't know if you know who <laughs> Nat Turner is. But I don't, but I most,
1: but I laughed in a way that he that guy must he, not be. He
2: was the Michael Jordan of uh, master killers during slavery. Oh he, led slave right, laugh <laughs> <laughs> he led the biggest slave revolt. I take back my laughter. He led the biggest slave revolt in history.
1: Oh my god! Uh, and uh, yeah, he was uh, he was that dude. Uh yeah. yeah. You're the exact opposite. You know, like because there is when you're. The feature, and you're on a weekend with a headliner, and you haven't met, but you're a fan. You can't fan out. You gotta like give them space. You can't also assume that you're gonna be become friends. You're right. there to do your job, but you gotta also be, you know, socially aware enough to just read the room and feel the person out. And yeah. so it was like, I was like, I gotta talk to him. Uh, speaking of you, when you're not, I didn't want to like walk into the green room and do that because that all yeah. that already just feels like I'm walking into somebody's house. Without, you know, without an invite. Well, and, and, you know,
2: anybody that knows anything about me, I don't spend most time in green rooms anyway. Right. Uh, I, I, I try to treat all my shows like the first day in the prison yard. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing who in the audience is
1: the motherfucker I got to shank. Yeah. Just so I can have some peace. Totally. And I, I love that about you right out of the gate because I you were just kind of in the back of the show and I was like, okay, cool. This guy's a man of the people. Right. He's out hanging. And so then we, uh, I think we, we must have talked about hoops, weed, and video games in the first minute and a half. And I was like- all right, I think I'm gonna be friends with this and guy. if we had spent another two minutes talking, <laughs> pussy would have been the next yeah. thing on the plate. Because yeah, yeah. that's pretty much my whole <laughs> existence. <laughs> Weed, pussy, video games, and pasta. It might have been about video games about pussy. It was like yes. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, there it's you like, go, <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, is there, um, what do you, you've been doing The Road a little bit right now, during this time?
2: Well, I've been doing it as much as The Road will it allow offers. me to do it. Yeah, The situation will allow me to do it. Like, you know, normally if there wasn't this COVID shit, I'm booked up pretty much solid the whole year, yep, uh week after week, month after month, but uh like everybody else, man, either shit's been flat out cancelled or rescheduled uh is there have you been writing uh, yeah uh, you know as as uh, I write it like you know three o'clock in the afternoon when I'm in my hotel and the, the it's like yeah. the bat cave and yeah. it's dark, and yeah. I'm in my bed and I'm on my ass naked uh. <laughs> That's that's what I write. Or I write in the moment on stage. I, right. I don't, I'm not really pen to paper. Yeah. Let me think all this out. I, I just kind of not not to try to be on some Jay Z shit, but I just like spontaneity. So I, I like to just get on and wing it, and either I'm gonna score forty or I'm a it's gonna be an abomination.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never seen you not fucking crushed. There was even a show that you were on before me, and uh, I brought my girl's family, and I was like, and Something had happened with the lineup where I got pushed to the end, and I was like, "Oh God!" And I was like, "And I've never been that guy right. to because it's just to to try to massage my spots because right. I saw guys do it early on. I was like, "Oh, I don't want to do that." Also, I feel like you play the you, you know do with the the hand you were dealt, and only makes you right. better having to follow somebody that just fucking destroys. Well, right?
2: I, I'm I'm trying to really get away from that. Not like I'm saying I'm looking to bomb. But, you know, uh, Be a little bit more uh, two of my great two of my favorite comedians of all time, not counting the Mount Olympus gods, Murphy, Pryor. Yeah. Uh, the late, great Patrice O'Neill. Uh, and of course, Dave Chappelle and Patrice would often talk about uh, on Opie and Anthony comics who are killers. Uh, you can't grow if all you do is kill. Yep. And th- the best comics embrace bombing. They embrace silence. Uh, whereas most guys, when they hear silence, they panic yep. internally, where the audience might not see it, but they're going, oh shit, they're quiet. Yep. I gotta make them laugh. Yep. And I'm one of those dudes where I feed off of that ruckus energy. So if there's silence to me, I feel like I'm failing. And I And like most people, I'm scared to death of failure, and I don't wanna not be funny. So in my mind, I'm panicking going, uh, what's the bit that uh, I know can, I do the Ali shuffle comedically, get these motherfuckers, <laughs> whoa! yeah. yeah. And, I, and I feel like in order for me to really grow, I need to get away from that. And that's a scary proposition.
1: Because out of the gate, I feel like you were big energy, yeah? Always, like always. You, first always. Up,
2: yeah. I, you know, I, I'm an 80s baby, so uh, my era was as, as good as, you know, the goat Ali, Tyson was my era. So I remember as a kid, you know Tyson fight pay-per-view was a was a party it was an event cuz he came out in that white robe and oh, yeah. then black shoes and trunks and he annihilated Joe Ass in two rounds and i felt like comedically i said i want every joke to be a bad intention swing I- i'm knocking your head into the nosebleeds wow. so my my energy always wanted to be
1: Tyson you know what dip dive pop pop and it is over um and you felt like there was never a crowd that you couldn't uh, you know, have that impact with?
2: You know, as I as I as I got older and the more I began to, to get deeper into this, uh I'm not I'm not a I don't think I do well in the South. Uh, yeah. And you know, listen, I, I'll yeah. go in the South and Southerners will tell me the people that come to my show, Are you one of my favorite comedians, Mike? And I just I like niggas that read. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know yeah, yeah. Me uh, too. I, I like chess players, not yeah. uh Hungry, hungry hip hop players, <laughs> and I know I'm giving the South shit. I always do, yeah. But, but. I'm just, I'm, I'm, ai am a Jersey boy. I'm a, I'm a New York guy. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a East Coast. Yeah, you know, I'm Tim's and New York Yankee hats and yeah. fast pace and energy. So the South was a little bit slower for me, man. It's that pace, that thinking, that timing. <clears throat>
1: yeah, there is a different. Uh, the timing is even in the. And not just in like the vernacular and the right. speech patterns like you were just imitating. Like there is a, you don't think you could live there, huh? Like the way Never. That some people are moving there right now. Never. Yeah. I said to myself, listen, man, I'm a diehard New York dude,
2: uh, but I moved out here in LA in 93. And 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 I, I, I may have mentioned this before, but again, I was 17 years old. Yeah. So when you're growing into your own, your first real girlfriend, your first home, your first car, this becomes home. right? So L.A. for me is home. So if I'm not gonna live in L.A. or New York, the only other place I could see myself living, and this would be kind of like a third option, uh, Miami, man. Uh, wow, Cause I, I got Good a for sweet tooth for, for Spanish bitches. I was, <laughs> and, and I don't even call. I was gonna say, I, you a big Miami Heat I'll, fan? No, 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 <laughs> I just like the women. And I, I call Miami me mommy. Cause, oh cause my God. between the heat and the humidity, them girls dress like they don't like <laughs> their fathers, man. It's wonderful. It's wonderful.
1: Uh, I think that's yeah, dude. If Will Smith could have written the real Miami song, I right. feel like because the one that he's singing about was not because the first time I went to Miami, I was like, oh, this is the exact like Will didn't sing about exactly what you're talking about. Like people,
2: like well, pe- listen, the the beauty of Miami is really two places: South Beach, yes, and Coconut Grove, yes. Past that is some ghetto shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally around the corner. Yeah. But I'll, I'll take any of that over. Like, I, when, when Andy and I, my podcast partner, came back from the COVID break, one of our first stops was Mississippi. Wow. And I even say this in my stand-up. Eight motherfuckers showed up to the Friday show, and I say, I don't mind if it's eight people as long as it's eight intelligent motherfuckers, and then I go on to say the part about them niggas don't read. But I, I shit you not, this is a true story. On Friday afternoon, I ordered a pizza from Domino's, and the girl says to me, Sir, we about to deliver your pizza. What screet are you on? I said, this bitch said screet. <laughs> I said, I got to get the fuck up out of Mississippi <laughs> before I run into some slave catchers.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah.
2: Screet. Didn't screet. S-K-R-E-E-T.
1: <laughs> yeah. What? See, and when you just completely change a word like that, I'm like, "That was that Todd in school or did she hear somebody say that? Or, But that's so <laughs> indicative, and it's tough to not then generalize right. an entire place. Right. By that person, right. uh, were the shows good? Yeah,
2: but no, but yeah, but
1: no. Yeah, again, slow pace. Yeah, I, I just you know the South is where people like, you know, pull their pants down to pee. Like they when they take a shit, they're pulling out newspapers. It's like an like they're gonna be there right. a while. Right. Like I feel like right. big city, yeah, trying to move and shake. Yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. gotta squeeze this out because I gotta get to the next thing. Right.
2: Uh, um. It, I, it, listen, man, I, Midwest. South. Again, those aren't my favorite go to places. Yeah. I'm I'm am i I'm so extreme. I'm either West Coast, East Coast, and everywhere in between, I'm just like, you know, nice to visit wouldn't want to live there. Yeah.
1: Is there a uh, city over the years that you've you're like, man, when this spot gets uh marked on the calendar? Anywhere
2: in Florida. Yeah. Whether it's West Palm, Tampa, Orlando, uh, Miami, uh, um, Jacksonville is kind of like the side bitch of the the Florida cities. It really is, dude. All the other ones are the white side, the
1: West Palm, yeah. And they're getting ready to uh, reopen Fort Lauderdale. uh, Yes, Fort Lauderdale,
2: too. Have you been to the- Not to the new- I can't stand it. No. It's terrible. Oh, man. It's terrible, dude. When you know what that place was- I went to the old one with Bobby all the time. That place That was in my top five best comedy clubs in the country. It was great, dude. That energy- the location. It was
1: right at the end of everything's the Everything's outside. Yeah, man. The foot traffic you get what coming up there. What they did
2: to that place now, everything's inside. There's no more outside. Well, it's and, like a mall, huh? It's like a mall. And the inside, the
1: energy is so
2: vastly different.
1: The beach always felt like it was just on the other side of the fence when you were outside the whole time. Vastly
2: different. It's, it's, I hate Fort Lauderdale Hard Rock
1: now. Oh, no. It still, was such a letdown, dude. Yeah,
2: oh, man.
1: Yeah, it's... I, mean, I might like, have to come out of the sweatshirt. Yeah, do it. I'm starting to beat up. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. It's warmer. Yeah, even, it's like when the Hollywood Improv tried to make that switch, right? And, uh, and get the restaurant into the uh, the showroom. But you know, it, there's so many. I think uh, clubs that are trying to, you know, be adhere to like uh, I don't know having the restaurant and the uh, the uh, the show be. And it sounds like in Fort Lauderdale, just be. You know, one piece of a bigger puzzle, right? right? Where it's like that whole mall thing is probably what they're like. This is what's gonna people are gonna come here for. Well, I think sometimes people always thinks think, think uh, bigger
2: is better, fancier is better. Yeah, everything that's remodeled is better. And and there's like there's a nostalgia to the to the garden yeah. before it was
1: remodeled. There's a nostalgia to the Great Western Forum know, as man. opposed to the Staples Center. Like they'll never. Uh, how about the new Yankee Stadium? Like I've, I went to the old one. I'm sure you did too. And the new one, right? Well,
2: I, you listen, man. I wear the hat because I'm from New York. But who's I'm not your a squad? Bas- I'm not a baseball dude at man, all. At
1: all. I can respect that because well, my Mariners are the only team that haven't been to the World Series now. Now yeah. that the Nationals went and won. But uh, I mean, it, for me, it's hoops and football. You too. I'm hoops and basketball. and uh, I'm I'm a uh, uh, hoops and boxing. Wow! Yeah, I saw you posting yeah. about the Tyson yeah, yeah, fight the yeah, yeah, other yeah. night, and your I'm, commentary was amazing.
2: I'm pulling for this motherfucker so bad. I, I'm, listen, I'm to sorry. what
1: to to come back and just yes, deliver, yes, yeah. because to to look and at make that, a run or, or just come back and get mean,
2: a. I mean, storybook make a run and win the title wow. and go off and, and, and off into the sunset, because when you know his story, he's supposed to either be dead or in jail, and the fact that he has survived all of that. And turned his life around in some sort of feng shui kind of way. Yeah, like I, I remember Patrice had that great line in the uh, Charlie Sheen roast when he says to Mike, "I don't like how comfortable white people are in front of you now." <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like yeah. white people love Mike now, like love. a teddy bear. Yeah, dude. And 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 listen, that's good, man. I'm glad he, he 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 figured it out.
1: How much of that is his voice, do you think? And just his like just what. Like- that,
2: well, just
0: like when you do that, like you think, so. oh, but
2: no, like no, not- no, 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 no. The, the voice don't mean shit. When, no? you, when you go back to the clip, when he told the dude, I will fuck you till you love me, faggot. I, you fucking white boy, you ain't man enough to fuck with me. I'll, I'll pull out my dick and fuck you in front of everybody. That voice don't mean shit. Yeah. If Mike Tyson told me that he was going to fuck me <laughs> until I loved him, <laughs> all I'd have to hear that nigga do is pull his zipper down. <laughs> And I'm going to kiss him on his neck and say, nigga, <laughs> yeah. I love you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't got to fuck me to a decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, he's one of those guys, you're right, the the flip that he did. Because yeah. I think people do like a comeback, but it's like there's so many variables with that. Right. Like he had to kind of clear his name for a little bit not be in the public eye in a bad right. way. Right. And then, you know, popping up and like The Hangover was like the perfect thing, right, to right. – to get back in?
2: Well, first of all, I think everybody deep down inside believes he caught a raw deal with that rape shit. Yeah, I don't think he did that. Most people don't think he did that. I think he got screwed. I think the girl lied, and I think he didn't have the right people around him. Certainly, he I think he had a tax attorney mm-hmm. represent him in a rape case. Wow. So, and listen, no, I'm not making an excuse for the dude. It's your bed, you gotta lie in it. But when you know his story, when you've read his book, when you've seen all the documentaries, the man was a was literally a child, growing up in a in a in a room full of uh, predators. Yeah, and he wasn't the most educated dude. Didn't come from a solid family background, and he got taken advantage of. Customato once told him, uh, "You are surrounded by wolves disguised as sheep, and you're not smart enough to know the difference." And when you look at a guy like Cus, who was basically his father, uh, Jimmy Jacobs. Kevin Rooney, his handlers back then. There was a family structure there. And once that was taken away from him through the death of Jimmy and Cuss, and then he left Kevin, and in comes Robin Givens and Don King and Robin's mother. It was a wrap. It was a wrap. Dude, one of my favorite documentaries is by a guy named, uh, I'm gonna fuck up his name, but something, Um, It's called Tyson. And Tyson is explaining what Cuss meant to him and what he told him. And I'm gonna do this imitation a little bit, but as Mike is trying to explain this, he's fighting back, crying so hard that it sounds like he's choking. And he's literally like, you know, Cuss, Cuss
0: told me, he said, you could be champ if you listen to me. And when he made me believe that, I know a motherfucker could never fuck with me again.
2: Dude, I was crying. Whoa. Because Here's the thing about Mike. Again, not making excuses, yep. but you know this man is genuine. You know what you see is what you get. He's raw, he's unfiltered. He's not like a lot of motherfuckers who pretend to be something right. that they're not. Right. You see a lot of dudes pretend to be heroes when they're monsters. It's not that Mike is a monster, but you are getting who he is. Yeah. He's the product of his environment. He's a fucking open wound. So when you know someone has been through hell, and taken advantage of, and it's supposed to be a statistic, and they beat all those odds. You got to root for him, you got to love someone like that. Yeah, so that's how I think people feel him like that. So I would love to see him at 50 something, would he 51? Yeah, if he could just, you know, and from that fight, Roy Jones should never fight again. Him and Nate Robertson should <laughs> definitely did. retire
1: together. It's the, ro- I mean, yeah, this is also like a fucking, uh, a fucked era to be trying to get that going for you like the amount of memes right for nate rob that were immediately at our disposal right. but I, let me just say this with the tyson thing i think if tyson
2: would take a couple more fights get his win right that punch is still so devastating and even for 51 now he don't look 20 year old mike uh, quick but he's still damn quick
1: at 50 dude.
2: and i'm just like yo man with that punch power
1: you don't think you lose too much
2: do they say the punch power is the last thing to go but if you put him in the ring with Anthony Anthony Joshua, uh, Deontay Wilder or Tyson Fury, he has a punches chance. And he's one of the best punches in history. Yeah, right. And for him to win a title oh, at fifty one, having turned his life
1: around. Oh man. Mwah, oh. I'd love I'd bring me to tears, man. You love that stuff, yeah? I love it, man. <laughs> there's nobody there, but there's somebody there. And I see ya. Hey guys, comedian Adam Ray here. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. I hope you're enjoying the episode, and I hope you're doing okay. It's a crazy, crazy time right now. And if you're a little uneasy, I get that. And I've also got the answer Koi CBD. Say it with me Koi CBD. Feels good, and it does feel good because I use all their products. I've been fucking with the fellas at Koi CBD since my circumcision, and I'll tell you this much. They're the best in the game, okay? Gummies, bath bombs, tinctures, joints, creams, oils. They got stuff for pets. Koi CBD has been giving the people what they need to feel better, to mellow out, to go to sleep right, to take away the aches and pains with the creams and oils. The bath bombs make bathing just the best thing ever. You get a little a little radiation high from the from the bombs. I don't know what's in it, but fucking goodness and, and just all sorts of... It's amazing, okay? It feels like drugs, and it's not because it's CBD. So if you want to get these amazing products, and I know you do because I got the Adam Ray stamp of approval, go to KoiCBD.com and put in the code ALN15 to get 15% off your first order. KoiCBD.com, the promo code ALN15, you get 15% off your first order. Do it today and start living and feeling the right way. And now, back to the episode. You love the underdog I love, stuff? I love
2: it because I feel like I'm the underdog. Yeah. You know what I mean? The 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 perception about me yeah. that I'm this monster and I'm I'm an asshole and I'm this and that.
1: Well you've had that. I don't yeah. think that's the perception now. Yeah, yeah. I I've gone I, through your times where
2: I'm trying to listen, I'm trying to clean it up, man. Yeah. Believe me, because I know that sometimes I do these interviews and, and I and I like to be honest yeah. dude, and raw and yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, like Dave Chappelle, man, when keeping it real goes wrong. So sometimes you gotta watch how you navigate through this minefield man Yeah dude
1: how do you how do you view someone like Dave that uh do you know Dave personally
2: I don't uh I know him like he knows me in terms of hey I know you and yeah. you know we have we took a picture together and we chopped it up one time when he came to uh I know he's from Ohio and I was doing the funny bone uh I forget which one in Ohio Dayton that's Dayton, Dayton, pretty close yeah. yeah and he came through and uh we hung out we drank Smoked a little bit. Come on. And it was it was it was one the of best, the highlights yeah. of my life, oh man. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I went out to the um the Yellow Springs where he was doing his camp right. uh, this summer and uh and got to kick it there for a few days. And yeah, man, I mean he just is uh on all fronts is is and I don't know how he tiptoes around. And I saw you repost that clip he uh did uh when he was talking about Commie Central and and yeah. uh just kind of the shit he went through in this business that doesn't really get uh, a lot of attention right. like that, and and for him to be that candid about it right. is a big deal. And it's like it just goes to show you too that even somebody at the top like that, who I feel like has is truly looked as a uh, a voice in uh, in this uh, art form that is like on such a high platform, even he like can't escape, isn't immune to that type of bullshit. Well, I
2: thought the most gangster shit was that Netflix uh, that was took dope. it down, yeah, because they're like, "Yo, we we're protecting our product." And, and Dave is uncut cocaine, man. Yeah. That motherfucker's blue magic. He, he's, he's, he's heroin at its most potent. You know, <laughs> yeah. I always say, man, when you look at certain comics, I always either make the comparison to them as athletes in terms of their style, yeah. which athlete they would be, oh, cool. or music, and I just go, Dave is John Coltrane. He's Miles Davis. It just flows. Yeah, man. He don't have to exude a lot of energy. He just sits on that stool. He just—he's got. I wish I could do a great David impression, but he's got that drum, man. Yeah, you know, he just talks when he says what he says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just—it's jazz man. music, man. I know it's it so... flows so beautifully and so effortlessly.
1: And he wasn't always like that.
2: No, he was a little bit more. I guess it's to become. I saw a funny thing. You know who Bokeem Woodbine is?
1: sounds really familiar. The
2: black actor. At one point, he was in everything. You you would know him if you saw him. Google him when you get a Was chance. Was he in
1: Cool Runnings? That's one of my favorite movies. No, he wasn't in yeah, Cool okay. Runnings.
2: But somebody described him as the evil Dave because he just looks like Dave on steroids and mean. Hilarious. But if if you saw this dude, <laughs> yeah, you'd yeah. be able to see where I'm okay, coming we'll from. Put him up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. I I, I uh. How could you not love Dave, man?
1: Were like, you around? When who were the guys? You know, everyone. I feel like kind of has like a people they came up with like when right. you were getting going in New York, right? Yeah, New York and Jersey. Uh, who were like the uh, people around you that were, that you were seeing at shows or that you were like maybe swapping, um, you know, tags with or just mixing Hades up what was, weird,
2: what was weird, man, again, I started at 14. So- That's when Dave started. Yeah,
1: that's but Dave
2: started at, Dave's I think uh, like a year or two, year, two years older okay, than me. Okay, gotcha. Um, so when I came up, I couldn't hang out like everybody hung out. Right, My mother had to come right. bring me, do my shit and get out because of alcohol. So I didn't. I never got a chance to form comedy bonds and have comedy comrades like most people. Gotcha. Like I, I remember I would hear Jay Moore on Opie and Anthony tell stories about how him, Colin Quinn, Dane Cook, Patrice, all the Boston dudes yeah. would break each other's balls because yeah. they came up together. The New York, oh, and you know, pardon me for that, but actually Jay Moore is a New York dude, but still the same kind yep. of thing. Where Jay Moore here in New York, uh, there was comedy clicks, and I never came up like that because I was too young to hang out, uh, and by the time I was able to hang out, now I'm 18 years old, I'm in L.A., I've kind of been a, a loner all my, my life in comedy, So, and, and here's the thing, and I think this is part of what started this misconception, is because I wasn't I wasn't used to being around dudes. Yeah. I never had a circle of dudes where we broke each other's balls. So I kind of was aloof. Mm. I stayed to myself. I'm a real quiet dude when I'm not on stage. And so if I go on stage and I kill it and then I come off and I don't talk to nobody and I got this demeanor like I'm the yeah. shit yeah. and I'm young, yeah. then it's this, look at this motherfucker, this, right. this nigga think he...
1: Can't even come over and say what's up. After yeah, the so like so, that. and it's not like I
2: don't want to come say what's yeah. up, but that's not how I came up. So I don't know that. I don't. I don't know that world. So that's how it gets started. You know.
1: Did you have anybody going out of their way to maybe say something to you, like, hey, Never. young kid? Like, here's pop the one in dude. Here. Here's
2: the one dude that in my circle in New York and New Jersey, who I'm still cool with to this day because it felt like we were the only ones to graduate out of that class. Is Bill Bellamy. Bill Bellamy's my man. We yeah. go. We go back to. Uh, Peppermint Lounge, Club 88, East Orange, uh, Terminal D in Newark. Um, And the other guys, Cool Bubba Ice, Derek Fox, Hamburger Jones, they didn't really, for lack of better words, graduate. Yeah. Like Bill and I went on to TV shows, movies, stand up specials, touring all over the country. A lot of them guys never got past being local. You know what I'm saying? They might have done a couple things here and there, but nothing local. And if any of them see this, or I don't want the perception to be that I'm trying to shit on them. No, it's not. But that's the reality. Of course. That's, you know what yeah. I
1: mean? What do you think, looking back, uh, and I don't know how closely maybe we followed their journeys, but there is something that I, I think that is either... Because, look, there's no guarantee for anybody, right? Like, you, you fucking try to hustle and grind as much as you can, and then there is some right place at right time stuff. You can create your own opportunities, but... But what do you think? Uh, you know, led to you and Bill getting opportunities that maybe those guys didn't.
2: Yeah, you know, it's hard to say, man. I, you know, that's a hard question to answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you just never know how this wind is gonna blow. Yeah, I really thought the moment I got on Mad TV, I, 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 I saw myself even before Mad TV. My dream was always, because I, I was such an Eddie Murphy fanatic. I'm gonna do like Eddie. I'm gonna get on a sketch show, particularly uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I'm gonna do. 2 years then I'm gonna be a movie star. Yeah. Except I didn't get on at SNL. I got on Mad TV. Yeah. I didn't do 2 years. I did 8. I didn't become a movie star. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, sometimes this shit goes the way you want it to. Sometimes it doesn't and when it doesn't, now you got to navigate how to get back on your schedule.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We uh we got to do I don't think I've uh we didn't talk about this on the pod because it happened after, even though it was a couple, or maybe we did, the uh, the mad uh, crossover when you came back the reunion to do, yeah. Um, how was that coming back? I've talked very candidly about my feelings about all that because it was just, you know, for something that right. prestigious and with the uh, backdrop of a, a schedule like that, there was, you know, in uh, many ways known for pushing the envelope more than SNL, and especially... Coming back at a time where there was truly still only one sketch show that was regarded at such a high level, there was a true opportunity to like do some damage and make some a lot of commentary, comedically about a lot of things that were going on in the world, and I just feel like it was just a big swing and a miss. Yeah, I,
2: I, I don't think I could. I don't think I could be as honest with anybody else that was part of that new cast that you were included in as I could be with you. Yeah. So I'm gonna be honest with you. I love it. I don't think you guys had a chance, and not because necessarily the talent wasn't there, but because you just said it. First of all, the climate was different. Back in the 90s, you could put your dick on the table. (laughs) I
1: mean, literally put your dick on the table. And we did. Season five. (laughs) Right.
2: And and you could get away with so much more then that you couldn't now. Number two, I think you guys were set up with an awful time slot. You know, we came on. Was
1: CW too, man? That's that's another one. That... I was
2: gonna say we were on Fox. Y'all was on CW.
1: What were your guys' lead-ins? Do you remember or like the news? The
2: eleven o'clock news. Wow. No, we came on at eleven. The ten thirty news. Wow. And here's the thing about that: Fox never really supported us. Yeah, I don't mind. We were on Fox, and like we've had we had Susan Sarandon on, Kathy Bates, and everybody, Fonny, yeah. Fucking Jay Z. Yeah. Missy Elliott, and I'm and the 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 lead in would go all right and that's it for the 10:30 uh, news coming up next mad tv and they wouldn't even mention the stars the guests and i'm just sitting here going if we had had the support of the
1: network yeah. that we should have had maybe things are different oh dude cuz you see the outpour i mean dude people were jacked when they saw that it was even coming back you know yeah. and then when they were teasing that all a lot of the uh, you know cast members were going to come back and and make some appearances i mean it was and even Salzman, man, who, I who, mean, we got to be, you know, know each other real well through all that and was really geeked about it and was had just such big ideas for it as far as, uh, you know, comedy wise. And then it just things on the CW front slowly started to get pulled back. We had this first table read where it was like it was almost it was a pinch me moment because you were like some of this shit. That was being read, you're like, oh man, this is gonna, like, SNL would never touch this, would never tackle this. This type, I was doing an MTV, like, uh, or some sort of a a guy, like, you know, a VJ being out of like a refugee camp was like, what's up, man? I'm Trevor out here talking to these fucking people, like, just lost their homes, like, whatever. I mean, it was, and there was a bunch of shit about Trump that was, uh, that slowly started to get, uh, you know, s p started to jump in and be like, well, we can't say that. We shouldn't insinuate that about Hillary Clinton because that's fucking weird. And, and that's right. what's that saying about women? And then all of a sudden the writers yeah. like towards the end were like, dude, you why don't you fucking take a stab at that? Because I don't even know what I can write that's going to even get considered. And so when they feel like they're handcuffed, then it just filters down and doesn't take anything away from the experience because it was, I tried to just go, look, man, control what you can control, which is making the shit that you get as funny as possible, and try to, you know, but but God, man, if that's not. Let me tell you something, man. Executives and people that
2: don't know comedy, know, that man. have the ability to decide comedy's fate, they're like motherfuckers that bring crack to a weed party. <laughs> yeah. You are fucking You're up out of your the plan. vibe. You're out of your element. And here's what was so crazy yeah. about that. Before the reunion happened, yeah, yeah I, I would get all the Instagram and Twitter hits. Yo, a reunion! Y'all need to do a reunion. Then
1: the reunion. And how were you feeling about it?
2: Oh, I was, I was, I was into it. Yeah. But this how when you say that, this is how quick it was. Then the reunion happened, and it was like a car going by, and it was over. And then people after after you guys had no longer been around, kept coming up to me going, "When y'all gonna do a reunion?" Yeah, we did it. <laughs> They didn't even know we did it. It came yeah. and went. Came and went. <laughs> it was it was like that. Yeah, dude. So you know, yeah.
1: It uh, it was one of those things too, where it was. I mean, when you came on, it, it was. Uh, I mean, thankfully I got to be there for that day. I don't think we did. I I read. I think there was a Cosby sketch that they had me read right. in uh, a table read before right. you got there, which was a blast because your Cosby is unreal. But the one of the first, and I want to ask you this too, like when I first started even doing voices, yeah, I was at my friend's, it was like a church, I was the only Jew at an all Christian like water sports camp, Jesus was the backdrop to fucking, uh, or I'm sorry, like jet skiing and fucking basketball and, you know, seeing eighth grade girls in bikinis while you're in eighth grade was the backdrop to Jesus and like, you know, just fucking taking your religious beliefs up a notch, I'm the only Jew there. Wasn't a big deal, but the guy who ran the camp definitely like pulled me aside four or five different times, being like, "Yeah, I'd love to talk to you about Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus wasn't you, you know shit like that." And I'm just like, "I'm good, man. I'm just trying to fucking see some titties, right, right. you know, and 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 jet ski a little bit." And but the first impressions I started doing at that camp were like Cosby, Bill Clinton, Kermit the Frog, Arnold, kind of right. staples, right, that were like in the zeitgeist. Uh so I was doing Cosby at the uh, table and I started hitting me. I was like, oh, I haven't done this since I was in fucking eighth grade. <laughs> right. And then it just got me so jacked for you to be on the show because your Cosby is just, you know, uh it's like he's really there. Was that one of the uh first ones you started fucking with? Or who were those ones that got you into Cosby that? probably yeah. was
2: because I was, you know, kid in eighties. So uh, you know, being a kid that where television raised me. Yeah, man. Uh he was probably one of the first. Um I, I noticed, dude, um, you do a lot of those impressions with the face
1: oh yeah things on instagram oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah, and yeah you
2: look like i mean i mean i know it's designed yeah, that yeah, way yeah, but yeah. you you already have jet black hair right so for like robert downey jr or something, or that. Or something yeah. like oh, yeah. that <laughs> yeah, i was gonna yeah. ask but then you just said it so you're jewish yeah i thought you were italian
1: yeah i get that i get that i get um can
2: you do a kind of sort of italian guy like oh yeah buster?
1: oh yeah like i'll go out for i mean you know th- especially in the past few years like. Yeah, a lot of like New York cops or- uh, Okay, let
2: me, I want to have a little fun with you because <laughs> yeah. when, you,
1: when you say, yeah. one of the new impressions I started
2: doing was uh, Tony Soprano. Oh, nice, so so dude. just, just you know, it, I'm Tony, yeah. you're an Italian mafia, yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. let's have a conversation yeah. a little bit. Yeah.
1: Well, first of all, let me preface with, yes. never seen The Sopranos. Okay, this is it. <laughs> hand over your fucking man card with your nuts
2: on top of them.
1: I want you to hand me your man card with your nuts on the card. Wait, but, I've seen, oh! but I've seen Love and Basketball five times in the theaters. Which one? Love and Basketball. That and I've seen Shing... With- yeah, I was just trying to yeah, make it a joke. No. Other movies I've seen. No.
2: And you were trying to name Blackwood. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no, no. Italian and, and niggas are the same shit. So, no. I Dude, it, it's on my... It's Dude, it's been on my pandemic oh, must-see. I know, man. Doing? I know, big bummer. Oh, I know, dude.
2: The Sopranos is the is the seventy two and ten bulls of of drama
1: shows. Well, now I've never heard it broken down like that, and that oh, makes me actually want to watch it more.
2: You it, got, you can't do that to yourself, brother. Really? Yes, yes. Yeah, man. That's that's man food. Oof. That's that's you could watch The Sopranos with your favorite meatball hoagie, slice of pizza, your burger with bacon. Oh
1: man, all oh. right. Oh, shit. All right. Well, how, well, all right. How about this? I'm a young Italian kid who hasn't okay. seen the Sopranos. Right. And you're Tony Soprano? Right. All right.
0: Hey, Tony. Eddie. You from the shop? You well, know, the sh- well, what the fuck is a shop kid? What? Well, <laughs> Oh God! You really sound like him. <laughs> uh, th- and I'm supposed to sound it. Like people call me Anthony. Everybody knows me as Tony Soprano. Oh, uh, you want me to call you Anthony or Tony? Uh, no, you just call me Tony. Uh, can I call you Anthony? Or, an- no, no, no. Only my wife and my sister Janice calls me Anthony. <laughs> oh, f- fair enough. Hey, so look, uh, uh, so I'm I'm auditioning. You know, I've been trying to get into acting, right? And Joe Pesci is why like... Why, why, why you wanna get in that business? It's a crazy fucking business. I was talking to Paul, Paulie and Uncle Esh the other day, and I said, why do not people wanna get in the fucking entertainment? It's fucking crazy. Well, because that's what the ladies, the, the, all, all the girls. I wanna I want to, I want to smell the pussy. I wanna to, to touch a titty at some I point in my life. i tell you what you do. You wanna smell the pussy, come to the Bada Bing. It's a lot of pussy to smell. Where's the Bada Bing? It's the Bada Bing. It's a strip club, right off the Route 1. Oh, I wonder, does Daphne work there? Who the fuck is Daphne? My mom. Oh, your mother, you should have said something about that. She gave me a blowjob the other day. Oh, fucking amazing. That's my mom. My kid almost walked in. Met her with AJ. That's why she bought my backpack.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude,
1: that is fucking amazing. Thank you, sir. Holy shit. Thank you, sir. How long have you been working on that?
2: Uh, you know, as much as I'm a soprano whore, I never even tried it.
1: I was going to say, like, are you watching this? Because, like, when you see Cosby, right. that's an... Im- That's a voice that's very impressionable, right? right? You hear it, you're just like, I want to do that, even if I don't even know I can mimic it. You know, the thing about the Rudy, (laughs) you've
0: got the children, you see, the Rudy, the Theo, the Vanessa, and the Clara was the wife, you see. When you grow up in the place that you grow, see, I came up in Philly. Well niggas were dealing drugs and the prostitution and the people and ah. Oh. I never thought it all but time but see a Jewish guy from Seattle who hadn't seen the Sopranos. Theo! But the thing is as a Jewish man, if you would have went to prison for the roofies, you'd have got out with a plea deal. <laughs> they
2: locked my black ass and fuck up. But you know what it was, dude? I... The way you hit plea deal, <laughs> dude. Yeah, with the
0: plea deal. <laughs>
2: Um, oh, watching. Shit. I saw this one kid, man, uh, on on Instagram who did Tony Soprano, and I kept watching him, and I just go, like anything with Cosby, you know the deal, you see
0: <laughs> that note, you know what I yeah. mean? So it's like with Tony, it's Uncle Junior Janish, you know. I thought the Johnny Shack. Oh yeah, I did. You it. know, the other day I was talking to Meadow and AJ. Yeah. So it's that some of them is that Okalech.
1: Yeah, dude. You know, so. But the way that even like tonally, like it hits, it sits in the back of your throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like like somewhere in the the Adam's apple.
1: Do some just uh, come to you so effortlessly, and then others you have to really like play with and like.
2: Uh, Yeah, some come effortlessly, but others, if I feel like I can't hit the note, I just won't do it, man. Because I can't do it justice. Yeah, yeah. You know, I always tell people doing impressions is like being a singer. You have to have an ear for tone, inflection, tonation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, everybody's voice is a note. Like when I do shack, it's bassy. It's all you know. Um, you know when I play with the ball, I dominate. As long as I get my numbers 10, i ten, I'm gonna dominate. That was always my numbers 20, 10. <laughs> Everybody talk about Dwight Howard's a big man. He ain't no big man. If you gonna play in the big man, you play in the post. You gotta get those numbers. You gotta get twenty-eight boys, and you gotta get ten rebounds. <laughs>
1: So that, <laughs> that, you, that you know. Oh my you,
2: you god. You got to hit dude. that hit them hit them notes, man.
1: He you know what's so great about that impression too? Like it already wasn't going anywhere because right. I mean it's the best shack out there and it's uh but he's only gotten more popular and is yeah. only getting more popular and like being on inside the right. NBA is like Do you love that show?
2: Oh, Nick, let me tell you. Uh I think that show sometimes is better than the actual games. That 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 I Love that you
1: said that, man. That's it, you're a true hoops fan if you say oh, that cuz I listen, believe that too.
2: Um, before Shaq, that show was great because Barkley is just a walking soundbite, yeah. Um, and he's every reason why you realize school is important. <laughs> when you <laughs> add syllables gets, to words, <laughs> gets you know. Let me tell you something, man. I think it's very interesting. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. When did it? When did it become four? I think it's very interesting. Le- LeBron James is a great athlete. I thought it was athlete. He's very athletic. <laughs> I thought it was athletic. Yeah, you adding syllables, and yeah, A- like, letters. Yeah, one time, I, I kid you not, dude. One time I was home watching Inside the NBA, and Charles Barkley said, and I'm not making this up, man, let me tell you something. Uh, when people talk about the Phoenix Suns, in my opinion, I think, <laughs> that nigga <laughs> my said my opinion. <laughs> I was trying uh, to text Shaq and go, nigga, call him on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, uh, let me tell you something about the Phoenix, Mike Dantona. <laughs> Mike D'Antona, it never play, it never coached defense. Yeah, but did. in my opinion,
1: oh lord, it's almost like he knows he's not. He doesn't like he knows what the word is, but he. Right. I mean, do you think he actively? Well, no. I used to say,
2: um, it's like his mind and mouth are playing Marco Polo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like something's going on up yeah, there, yeah, but yeah, By the time it come out, can't there, connect the dots. They can't connect the dots. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I love the 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 little brother, big brother, A relationship that they have because Shaq actually. Says shit to him That I go back and go Damn Oh yeah oh, That's
1: And I They've <laughs> and got like to it would be... Hurt his feelings A thousand percent But
2: it doesn't hurt his feelings And
1: they're also again Coming from And I and I do love that uh, I mean Look The NBA obviously Like most things Like 90s to now Right Just yeah Different eras Like but those guys That really Bruised it up In, in that era Like yeah I'm sure like Those Pacer teams Yeah Yeah we just We haven't seen a team like that And that Pacers right. Knicks rivalry That really I mean you look back At these old You know uh, How old are you Thirty-eight.
2: Okay, so you're on the cusp. Like I'm forty-five. Yeah.
1: But dude, like I anything mean, anything
2: my- less than where you are, yes, is moist. Yeah. And it just, it's, 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 it's just soft. And I, I just,
1: remember fucking Kevin Duckworth, Blazer. Like I mean, so like yeah. you know, like early '90s. Yes. You know, I'm not a Bill Walton Blazers guy. I'm like a right. fucking Terry Porter. Jerome Kersey was my fucking guy. Right right, I right, 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 Kersey jersey. Yes. Elijah Wan was my favorite player throughout yes. the night. It was Elijah Wan, Barkley, D. Rob, even fucking Sean Elliott. I thought was the shit as far right. as sh- uh, shooters go. But there was just a, you know, I think like they still called bullshit stuff and people still complained. But right. like, yeah, dude, you don't see. I mean, I guess our test brought some of that, you know, but yeah. like and there's we, we came up in the last era
2: of true greatness. Yeah, because I sit here and go and, and, I, and I know young people will say, oh, that's the old man. Get off my porch. Let me tell you about my day. Yeah. But I challenge you with this. Tell me who today. Beats uh, Michael Jackson in music, who today beats Prince, who today beats a young Mike Tyson in his prime. And I don't mean physically beat, I mean in terms of greatness, yep. hype,
1: yep. the energy. Talent. Yeah, talent. By, by the way, hype and then uh, backing that hype up. Right, you know? who today is better than Whitney Houston?
2: Man, Like we had that last great era, and I know people will argue all day about LeBron, Kobe, but let's cut the bullshit. Who, who's better than MJ? The Last Dance made my dick hard, <laughs> dude. It was
1: so good. Oh. Dude. It, was, it was, and you know the Sonics, like the like that shit with GP man. Oh. When he fucking, when he, just, when he
2: laughed at him, <laughs> dude, and he just I mean, and like, I know GP.
1: good yeah, guy. I know, man. But I, I, you know, what's funny. And Gary did though. Like I listened to him on the Sonics podcast a little bit ago, and he did like, he address it. Oh yeah, and and in classic, I wish they had Gary on Facetime, dude, because the way Jordan laughed off and just goes, I'd have a problem with Gary Payton, like the way he did that. <laughs> the glove yeah
2: <laughs> yeah i didn't have a problem with Gary. <laughs> dude
1: he oh. i mean that was unbelievable dude i
2: performed at tommy t's in pleasanton oh yeah about a month ago or two and gary came to my show
1: no fucking and this way this is after
2: the last dance and i wasn't gonna say nothing but i wanted he, i'm standing there talking to him and the whole time he's talking to me in my mind i'm just going nigga how did you feel yeah when michael laughed yeah. at you yeah like oh well, dude he
1: addressed it and he just was like and he and he just was like, I don't – or no, he said he didn't watch it, but he heard about it. That's right. Right, right. And he goes, because I know what happened. He's like, I don't need to fucking hear his retelling of it. He's like, I know what happened. He's like, and if you check the stats, he's like, look, when I started guarding him, his points went down, everything like this and that. Right. He's like, I had a bum knee, blah, blah, blah. George wanted me to be more offensive-minded right. the first, uh, I think, three, four games. So then, he, But then finally Gary was like, fuck it, I'm guarding him because this guy's ripping us apart. Right. So, Gary's like, and, and he just broke it down, but in with the same conviction and confidence right. that Mike did being like, I don't know. Well, Gary's
2: always glove. been known for being a hardcore shit talker. Yeah. Like, he, he, he ain't no punk. Yeah. So, uh, that's to be expected. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, again, my era,
1: 90s. Yeah.
2: You know, golden era for rap, golden era for basketball. That's why I just go, nothing tops that. Yeah. Nothing tops that.
1: I know, man. Did uh, I'm going to interview Kemp at his weed shop in Seattle in January. Mm. And that's another guy where I go, man. And Gary even says this in this podcast. He's like, he's like, what I, one of his biggest regrets about the Sonics, uh, not only leaving, but like uh, Peyton and Kemp getting um, broken apart and, and is not getting a chance to see the, how that team could have done with three four more seasons together and the run they could have gone on he goes but truly he goes my biggest regret he goes he goes kemp is the reason i got to where i got in my career he's like we were just peanut butter and jelly fucking hung out off the court all the time he supported me like i support him he's like he made me a better player vice versa he goes uh kemp if he it's the fact they let him go and fuck that up he's like he should be in the hall of Fame. He's like, even based on what he did, he's like, but if had he stayed in Seattle another four, five, six years, he's like, for sure he would. have
2: but, but did you ever get the sense that outside of being a monster, embarrassing you dunker, there was much to Kemp's game? Oh,
1: yeah, dude. Oh, 96. He averaged 26 and 12 in the finals. Really? Yeah, man. I, I, he just always came off to me as like a dude who will dunk on you,
2: posterize you, embarrass you. But that was it. He
1: start. I mean- From afar, he started developing a a jump shot, and uh, yeah, Hmm. man, (laughs) yeah, I mean, look, it's, you know. I I,
2: I, I almost wanna say the same thing about Dominique Wilkins, but Dominique was just a great talent with a bad team. Yeah. Kemp at least played with a good team. Yeah. I just never saw him any more than just a powerful dunker. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, well, I'll send you some YouTube links.
2: Please! (laughs) Yeah, Please.
1: Welcome yeah. up a couple J's. What is your, uh, did you find any sort of, um, you know, quarantine routine throughout all this as far as like, you know, are there things you discovered about yourself that you're like, oh, fuck, like having this much downtime, I now, um, you know, are these some things I wanted to maybe complete project wise or is there, did I put more time into uh, stuff that I didn't get to prior to the pandemic? Are you just more made, thoughtful?
2: It, it just made me appreciate working more yeah because when you're grinding you're in it consistently yeah you look for moments to go god i wish i could take a break yeah but then when your ass take a break you go fuck i need to get back to work
1: when did that hit for you
2: um when the when the country shut down about a month and a half to two months in Hmm. i said this is ridiculous yeah i mean i love my kids and at that time my wife but I need to get away from you, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, y'all are draining. Me. <laughs> yeah, dude. Almost, uh, I almost turned into my Paul Mooney real quick. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I gotta go there. Yeah, now. Dude. okay. So you're interviewing Paul Mooney. Yeah, Adam. yeah. So Paul, uh, man, this pandemic has been crazy for a lot of people. Absolutely,
2: it is. Absolutely.
1: Is uh, have COVID? Do you know much about it? All I know, niggas
2: ain't scared of no goddamn COVID. <laughs> Niggas survived the '60s and slavery. Niggas ain't scared of no goddamn COVID.
1: Well, it's saying that it can be airborne, even like through, you know, the nose droplets. White
2: people have been the greatest COVID to niggas since the very beginning. White people have been niggas COVID. You have been niggas COVID since we got off that goddamn boat. Niggas don't need no goddamn sneeze and
1: cough on me. It, we should
2: we should bathe you motherfuckers in hand sanitizer. Shit. <laughs>
1: Do you wash your hands every time you uh, I, touch say, a door? I
2: say the word "nigger" and everything on me becomes clean. <laughs> my teeth, my hands,
1: my nails, everything that's white on me becomes clean, goddammit. You do seem like you take care of your hygiene. I mean, that's the Absolutely. first thing I noticed.
2: I've learned from you white people. You white people. <laughs> I've learned. I know, A lot of creams and ointments know, with us. know your history. <laughs> The Moors taught you niggas how to bathe. <laughs> While you were in the caves on all four, the Moors came over, taught you niggas how to bathe, Try to act like niggas don't know hygiene, please. <laughs> you niggas killed me with
1: that shit. Hey, guys. Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Obviously, it's a very difficult time for everyone right now. We're all uh, challenged in finding a day-to-day routine that uh, that makes our lives uh, consistent and Awesome. And if there's something that's interfering with your happiness right now or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Uh, BetterHelp is a professional counseling service online, private, and it's so convenient. Um, I've used it for a little bit now. It's truly the only way uh, that I've found uh, to help get uh, my own issues dealt with on my own time Uh, at my own pace you can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your licensed professional counselor right now they're specialized in depression anger stress anxiety family conflicts lgbt matters grief or relationships uh, sleeping which i have a lot of uh, trouble with trauma self-esteem anything that you share with them is confidential and guess what? If you're not happy with your counselor, for any reason, at any time, you can request a new one for no additional charge. There's 3,000 U.S.-licensed therapists across all 50 states, available worldwide. And again, there's four ways to communicate with them. Text, chat, phone, and video. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's available on any desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. Schedule a video or phone session, generally weekly, unless your therapist schedules more. Uh, unless you just are really not sleeping and need to get some uh, some, some additional chats in. Uh, there's broad expertise in the network, which may not uh, which may not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. It's secure, it's convenient, it's professional, and above all, it's affordable, all right? It's truly the most affordable option i found. So right now, all ALN listeners are going to get 10% off your first month. With a discount code about last night. So, why not get started today and start making some changes for the better in your life? You deserve it. So, go to betterhelpcom about last night. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelpcom about last night. about last night and get 10% off your first month with promo code about last night. And now, back to the episode. Can I just ask a bunch of guys, um, go on the line, a bunch of guys ask about the pandemic? Impressions? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't.
2: Know, I'm not sure I can do everybody right not now because my voice might be a little on the. Your fridge. voice is perfect. But, that but, was but, unbelievable. But, we'll, we'll see. Go All ahead. Right.
1: Uh Obviously, Denzel. Uh, I know. <laughs> yeah, you're already laughing. You know that this uh, a bat is the reason that uh that COVID 19 came over to the states. Oh, is that?
2: I, I, I didn't hear that. I didn't. I didn't hear that. No yeah. one told me anything about a bat. It's. It's. Yeah. Or any kind of Chinese flu or whatever that President Donald Trump. Yeah. Tried to make you believe.
1: Yeah. If, All right.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> Is there some? Did you have a? Did you quarantine at home right away? Or Were you traveling when the news broke? No, I stayed at home with my family. Yeah,
2: I stayed at home with my family and uh, my wife, and uh, we just hung it down.
1: Is there a, a snack that you became uh, privy to
2: during the uh, quarantine? <laughs> Blue magic. <laughs> Blue magic. Dude, I gotta say real quick, <laughs> and I and I promote this dude, oh, dude every chance I get. Yeah, please. I don't know if you've heard of this dude. We probably have it. His name is C King, uh, and I promote him every chance I get. His, his, his Instagram is I am underscore C K I N G. Okay. Because of him, no one needs to do Denzel anymore. What? Me, Godfrey, Dean Edwards, uh, who else does him? Jay Farrow. Yeah. We all should retire. C King. No way. He does to Denzel what Frank does to Madden. Wow. it's I, I feel embarrassed doing wow. Denzel. C.C. C. King. Okay. I guarantee you your jaw is touching your toes. <laughs> oh, shit.
1: Yeah. Crazy. Yours, yours is fucking good, though, man. Yeah, but wait till you, C.C. King. Oh, really? What is it's he... going to be like big dick, little dick. <laughs> what is he? Wait, do Denzel finding out that somebody does him better than you?
2: <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Huh? You're telling me that somebody does me better than me. Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> all right, well, I'd like to see it. All right, show him to me. I want to see him. just let me see it.
1: He's on Instagram, you have Instagram, Denzel? Yeah. I, I don't I do not do Instagram.
2: <laughs> I don't do any social media. I keep my business private. <laughs>
1: huh? <laughs> Give me Shaq signing up for an OnlyFans account.
2: Oh, I got an OnlyFans account. <laughs> all my OnlyFans can see me. I'm saying all, all the people can see me, they can see me do what I do. I'll be in the back, I'll be dunking, I'll be dominating like I did in the paint, you give me 20, 10, I'ma dominate. <laughs> dude,
1: that's fucking, that's, dude, there's like a few certain, I, I'm sure for each one, like even right. like when, last time, actually I think the first time we had you on when it was Brad and I and you prank called the uh, uh, SDMX, Thai restaurant, yeah. SDMX, I mean that clip, <clears throat> dude, that was one of, like that shit, I've never gotten so many emails and messages from yeah, anything in our pod. I got a few I got dude, a few too. Dude, it was unbelievable, dude. Uh, and hopefully uh you're down to to close us out and and uh do a around two of that oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah, cool sure. um did uh w- when you do get back to doing shows and you i i love how you were saying um did the, the thing about like killing and how you're not getting better from that right. Like i feel like that in the past year, and I try to be like somewhat um you know thoughtful about like each year and staying up and whether it's like pushing myself to you know be more honest with my material like even going through this past year with my dad in hospice with my stepmom been doing a bunch of material about that stuff but even that because it's challenging for me because i like to do light-hearted silly shit and that's like you know a lot more raw and there's a lot more right. uh, darkness to it but there's also a lot of funny in it that i couldn't help living it like right. even a buddy of mine texted me like you know you know, hey, what's you know, what's going on? You good? And I was like, Yeah, I'm just with my dad. My stepmom's on hospice right now. Ten minutes later he was like, dude, I feel so bad. I thought you said your stepmom was on HoSpice. I thought that was like a new <laughs> dating app. And I was like, well she is leaving my dad. She's so not totally off. You know, but there's like a lot of shit that, that came up from that. And uh I'm just curious, like is there something with you other than other than like riding and whatnot, is there something that you try to look forward to challenge yourself when you get back on yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah to be
2: more vulnerable. Yeah.
1: Um Richard Pryor,
2: I think, was the best at that, uh, being an open book and exposing himself, no matter how dark that truth was. Um, and there's certain things that you know I, I'm—I'm—I don't know that I'm comfortable exposing myself about, yeah, because uh, you almost leave your yourself open to jokes yep. and ridicule. Yeah, but again, that builds toughness and character. You know, like I'm type two diabetic. Um, you know. I'm black and I ain't got the biggest dick in the world. You know, I don't want to be the first nigga to fuck up the rumor, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? But my shit ain't, I ain't banging like that, nigga. I can't play basketball, I stink. (laughs) All the things that I'm supposed to take pride in, I'm awful, you know what I mean? You see me shoot a jump shot, nigga, right when I'm about to release it, like somebody shot me with a sniper (laughs) rifle, nigga. <laughs> my shit is Cartwright times fifty. Oh God! Um, so you know, I I'd, I'd like to you know I'm I'm a horrible I'm a horrible father, man. I'm I'm not a good dad. I'm, I'm you know, I I I'm, I'm selfish. You know, so I've I've put pussy ahead of my children. I, I've put weed ahead of my children, um, which is why I probably overdo it and shower them with so much yeah. other shit. What you mean you want to spend time with me? Uh, I got to finish Call of Duty. Nigga, here's $1,000. Go buy yourself some video games online. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'll take them to Disneyland every weekend because, you know, maybe I wasn't as attentive yeah. as I should have been in certain areas. So
1: I think there's something to be said, though, too, about you saying, like, I have done this, I have done that. And so I'm like, so, you know, I think that there's a difference between that and like, being like, I currently am always doing this. Like, It sounds like you're finding balance and everything in moderation Yeah, I'm I'm trying
2: to get better. Um, I'm trying to get better because, you know, uh, it's it's almost frowned upon to say certain things that we know. Look, I know I'm not the only one that feels this way or does these things. Yes. But it's frowned upon to even suggest that kind of truth. Yeah because now you're the monster. Yeah. Now you're fucked up. Yeah. And, and you know, like, dude, I'm not a fan of other people's kids, man. If you ain't my kid, <laughs> get the fuck away from me,
0: <laughs> I feel the same way, And, and, and that's
2: frowned upon, because yeah. kids are supposed to be these beautiful things that automatically make strangers go, "Oh." If you're not my child, I yeah. feel a-, a Got no horse feel, in that race. I feel the way about other people's kids, the way I feel about the smell of my own shit. <laughs> Like you know, you can sit in a stall, and no matter how bad your shit smells, you can tolerate it. Yeah. When you smell other people's <laughs> shit next to the stall, what you the like fuck you still eat canis beef. Use the handicap stall, man. Right. God damn. it it's like, why is your <laughs> funk, why is my funk better than your <laughs> funk? But somehow it's my funk, yeah. so I can tolerate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Have you so your kids are how old now? My oldest is twenty one. Okay. And she's got a girl group called Third Degree. And here's what's crazy, man. Damn, Um, my daughter sounds legit. She's 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 one of those where it's like she come from good stock, man. Because I tell people this, and this is my moment of vanity. I know I've you know gained weight. I I gotta I gotta clean myself up a little bit. Hey man, I gotta get back to my my prime. Sure. Because dude, let me tell you, season five of Mad TV.
1: Yeah. What were your stats? Look at
2: the no 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 fuck the stats. Look at the intro when they introduced us and yeah. they do our name.
1: yeah.
2: Uh, I was 20 pounds lighter, Yeah, I had the Eddie Murphy Metro Twist yeah. hairdo, and they did this artistic shit where they had us all in black and white and they would do three still shots. they go, you, you turn, yeah. freeze, turn, freeze, yeah. turn, freeze. Three different poses. When I tell you, dog, I was so fuckable then. <laughs> Dude, I was handsome as a, mu- like the poses I hit, boom.
1: Give me Jay-Z talking about how fucking fuckable you were back then.
2: Yo, this nigga was fuckable, man. It's crazy, B. I ain't gay, but I'd have fucked him. For real. But, dude.
1: Oh, yeah, man. And I'm
2: like, man, if I could get back to that nigga.
1: Yeah. Because
2: whoo, whoo, here's the deal. And listen, when you famous and you funny, you don't even have to be great looking. Funny is an aphrodisiac. Fame, I always tell people... Fame for a guy is like being a bitch with big tits for a woman. It's it's fame as our big titties. It's our blonde hair. Every bitch wants you. So if you even happen to be a little good looking with fame and money and funny, it's a fucking rap. So it was like, dude, even now today, I get broads that'll hit me up on Instagram, whatever. Man, fuck all that. You sexy, baby. You sexy, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like you. You cute. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, you should have seen me in season five. <laughs> oh, you should have seen me in season oh my five. God, God, God damn dude. it. And if you think I'm lying, <laughs> no. look at the fucking yeah. titles. Oh,
1: yeah, man. Would you get? Would you? uh, I mean, those live tapings were they just fucking? Were they madness? Were they like awful tapings in the nineties?
2: You know, I love the pre-tape and the and the the live. Yeah, because the pre-tape, the challenge was, if you made the crew laugh, it was real. Because these motherfuckers ain't jaded. they seen everything. They've been around everything. Yeah, give a fuck about fame and Hollywood. Yeah, these are hardcore, tobacco chewing, motorcycle riding. Yeah, so when you made them come from a guttural laugh. You went, I, right, that's legit. Did
1: you, yeah? Did you have guys that you tried to always uh, yeah. get certain camera? Guys? Yeah,
2: yeah. And then, and then when you do the live, it's the spontaneity and the energy of that that crowd. So you do things in terms of imp- improvising, and that was an adre- adrenaline rush.
1: There were so many great improvisers on uh, the show. Like, was that a see And this encouraged?
2: is i yes, and this <clears> is what I'm saying. Like again, not to be vain, but when that season from season th- three, but really four, because that's when Mo came, yeah. Michael came. Yeah. When we had Mo, Michael, me, Deborah, Will, Phil, Frank, we were like the bulls at 72 and 10. Yeah, We were on all
1: cylinders. Every because everybody
2: covered. was a risk taker. Yeah. Everybody went, okay, we see what's on page, which is already funny. We had great writers. Now let me add to it. And no one was scared to take that risk. And when one person took it, it it, it fed the other person. It was like Magic's showtime Lakers on a fast oh break. Oh my God. Boom, boom. Uh-oh, Coop. No look. He finished oh, yeah. behind the worthy. Bow. So when you playing like that, and that's why I'm saying with you guys, I was like, it felt to me like you guys weren't doing that. Or you weren't given the opportunity to do yeah. it. So I was just sitting there like. That's why I was going like knowing from where we came from and what we did yeah. and what we could get away with. Yeah, I I was feeling like I'm not getting that sense on this.
1: Yeah, you could feel that, huh? Yeah,
2: and that's why I was like, "Y'all got no shot, man." Yeah.
1: <laughs> Cause y'all, it's y'all. It's
2: it's almost like, you know, your girl is a virgin. First dick she had was the motherfucking pipe, nigga. <laughs> the King Kong forearm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And now here you come. <laughs> He's saying she ain't gonna love you, <laughs> yeah. but nigga, he just yeah. created the Holland Tunnel in that bitch.
1: <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, it's uh, God, that's such a that's such a rare thing too to get that type of freedom, like comedically yeah. with people with other rock stars alongside you, right? Um,
2: let me tell you something real quick, man. Yeah. I went, again, that that weekend I was in Pleasanton, there was a couple staying next to me. And I'm watching one of my favorite movies, like The Sopranos. I love Sex in the City. So I'm watching. Do you really? Oh, I'm, I got the pink velvet DVD box set. I, I don't fuck around. That's amazing. Sopranos is my number one. Sex in the City is number two.
1: You should do a fucking podcast where you break down oh, that I fucking the, shit. The writing
2: on that shit. <laughs> it is good, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm watching the movie Sex in the City. And there's this one scene where one of the girls is fucking, and of course, uh, uh, uh. But as that dies down, I keep hearing, uh, uh, uh. Let me tell you something, man. The dude fucking this girl in this room next <laughs> to me was making this bitch make sounds I have never heard. And and it was one of those where I, I really never heard people fucking in another room. Yeah. So you you get up and you listen. Of course. Excuse me. <laughs> and part of you was going, damn, I wanna fuck. Uh
1: Yeah, that I'm, sounds fun. And he's and he's
2: just playing. and she's, I'm telling you, dude, the noises she was making, I'm like, this bitch sound like she giving birth to an adult giraffe, man. <laughs> like, like, and at one point, it was, and he kept going. Oh and I'm, I'm usually good for, if with enough, with the right drink in me, seven minutes.
1: Feels this, like enough.
2: This nigga was 40 strong. At one point, I banged on the door, and he quieted down. I said, hey nigga, how big is your dick? <laughs> and he said, man, go ahead with that fuck shit. <laughs> Dude, uh, you talk back to you? I, yes, I, I, and I said to myself, I said, if if I was to hear, if that was my girl oh. in the room getting fucked by another nigga, and I walked in on that after hearing that, yo, they both got to die. <laughs> Nobody they can know. Got to die. Yeah. I'm not just killing him. Oh, yeah. I'm killing her yeah, too. Man. There man, can't you be any trace not, of that. Not, none. <laughs> you got to. Both y'all got to go.
1: Oh my god. My
2: ego is destroyed.
1: Yeah. yeah. Good to know, Pleasanton man. Who would have thought people were bringing it like oh, that? Well, Pleasanton is
2: nice, but it could get a little ratchet.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. got its pockets. Yeah. How was it? Just being on stage, though, was it just a, a blast? I didn't
2: like it because uh, they did the comedy outside. Oh yeah, yeah. And then to they did something I had never seen: the headphones. Have you, have you got that? I. S- Where you they had to you had to put on headphones to yeah. hear the jokes. Oh, man. To drown out the outside noise. Oh man! Trucks and cars yep. driving by. Yep. I hated it. It just, it just was, it? yeah. no nah, it wasn't comedy, man. Yeah, there's
1: so many. I mean, you know, I've done a few shows that have, uh, you know, the driving car thing, and even right. that is like. I refuse to do that, man. yeah. I just, refuse to do that. What about like clubs inside there? At least like at a different capacity.
2: Yeah, that's a little weird too. Yeah. Uh, listen, man, all this shit is t- catastrophic. To our bottom line, yeah, financially we're taking hits. You know, Houston is one of my best weekends. I mean, I'm not gonna say how much I make, but it's up there. What I made during this shit was I wanted to wipe my nose in tears with the check, nigga. It was depressing. Yeah, it was depressing.
1: Wow, Houston is uh, yeah, the improv.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah. I packed that joint out. I bet you did. And we do seven shows.
1: Holy shit. So I, work all right. away I with can it. do the math. Yeah. Wow, oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't even make close to that. That's a lot of Call of Duty games. <laughs>
2: yeah, nigga. <dude>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. <clears throat> uh it's also a lot of Thai food. And I would love to close this episode out. Uh why you
2: why you do that, can yeah. I give out my podcast?
1: Please? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we didn't even talk about it. No, it's all good, yeah.
2: man. Uh please, y'all. Um p- support the Spears and Steinberg podcast, Uh, it's out on all the streaming platforms. Uh, But the key thing is this, please hit the subscribe button because we are desperately trying to get our numbers up and we would love to get your numbers. Oh yeah baby. Uh, But I think sometimes people go and they download it but don't hit subscribe. Yep. So please hit the subscribe button, it's called Spears and Steinberg, The Jew and the Jerk. New episodes every Wednesday, we do email episodes on Thursday. If you like anything you heard here today, Fuck with me, cause I am raw, unfiltered, no condom clinic sex.
1: <laughs> Dude, you're one of the <clears throat> you're one of the funniest guys in our business. Thank you, sir. A- yeah, hands down. And uh, even before I met you and got to be uh, homies with you, and and even since then, you've just I mean, you know, for guys that you uh, looked up to and loved to just keep getting better is that that uh, indirectly like inspires you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like to. Be on shows with you, you know, consistently over the years, and always it's always a different set, energies. You're always bringing it like that. You know that you pick up on those things. Right. You know when you're uh, when you're getting going with this, and Andy is a great compliment to you. Thank you you sir. guys have I'll, I'll uh, make sure he knows that. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, you know, you guys both came on uh, Alien a couple of years ago, and it's like your 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 banter back and forth is great. Which I can't wait to listen to some of these email episodes. You were telling me off, my Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was... You had ask
2: me that question. Yeah, there was a dude named
1: Angel, and he. Wait, so this happens. So every episode, you guys are taking uh, fan email questions. Yes. Is there a certain, do you ask for certain questions? Or no,
2: it... no, they just randomly write, write in whatever they wanna write. Okay. And this dude was upset because I didn't give him a birthday shout out. Um, and then he wrote me on, on Instagram and said, yeah, you a punk ass bitch. You a fake motherfucker. No wonder why people of Hollywood don't like you. So he went on to curse me out and talk a bunch of shit. So I read the email and I had my producer, I said, you know who you remind me of, Angel? Matter of fact, let me reread this email the proper way. So then I read all that same shit he said, but I had my producer put in the Eminem track stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dunna, dunna reason why. Oh my and then, god. And you know, I thought you was it. <laughs> so I made him look like the nut that he was. Come to find out, dude, I bought two PlayStation 5s. Uh, wow. of course I couldn't get my hands on them like everybody else. So I, I paid the scalpers. Yeah. I ended up paying like uh two thousand for a piece, and I got two of them. So worth it? Oh,
1: god damn it, yes. <laughs> Is that Paul Mooney? God,
2: <laughs> god damn it, nigga. Yes. 4K TV, <laughs> a four game system. I saw white folks in their purest clarity. Racism never seems so clear to me. Um That's so I, I, awesome. and I and I talked about it on, on the on the podcast. And this motherfucker went out of his way to create a new account because I blocked
1: him. That's a great selling story to listen to the podcast, by the way. Because yeah. if that's the type of shit you guys are getting sent in yeah. to yeah. play with. So, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: Um, all right, well, we closed out the last time you were on the uh, show with yeah. Prank Con, one of my favorite Thai restaurants. And, uh, and as we said before, huge moment in the show. So, I mean, you did this, DMX. Should DMX call back again or should we do... Uh, <laughs> DMX is
2: just always fun because he's wild. Yeah, right. So you could take him. You could take him anywhere. And in
1: fact, that energy ordering at a a place uh, where they
2: could really not understand you. Yeah. And talking like him. Yeah. Which is very not understandable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So just uh, put it on speaker and then hold it up to the uh, hold up to your mic. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> is this a Chinese? Tie. Tie. busy tonight i wouldn't think they would be considering
1: yeah right i right, got another place if they don't pick up want to give the other place a shot yeah unless they've just <laughs> since then Scream <laughs> my number uh have you been doing that you've been getting uh you know, find a, support in some spots that uh usually went to that are uh, having t- tough times right now? Or nah, because guys... most of
2: the spots I go to are, the, are my normal yeah. spots. Like, you know,
1: if you're a New Yorker, man, and you miss New York pizza, you got to go to Mulberry's. Oh, all yeah. You know, oh, Mulberry. yeah. God. You know what? I've only had that once. They're huge slices, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's New York pizza all the way. I don't know. It's New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Sal volcano was telling me about Joe's uh pizza I went there once with him that's mm-hmm. his like I feel like New York has probably a handful of spots that are considered the best you yeah. No?
2: yeah I mean they're known for it
1: what for you makes a great slice uh I,
2: I like the thin crust yeah and it's just something about the I, they always say it's the water something in the dough uh that makes the pizza, but there's just something about New York pizza when it's. I just recently went to this place called East East Village Pizza mm. that I kept seeing on Instagram. Oh my god, the, the, but the cheese and the and the glow. Yeah, it had the perfect sixty-year-old woman from Florida brownness chest. Like you have to see an old bitch with, with the right type of brown tan. It's, yeah, don't know it looked like about. reptile skin, but there's a goldenness yeah, to it. Yeah. That cheese looked like that with that oh oil. Oh, my God. It, mwah, nigga. <laughs> oh.
1: Like if she pulled that cheese off her off? chest neck, you wouldn't be able to tell if that was skin or cheese. Nigga, you
2: could put that cheese right there, and it would look like her chest. <laughs> oh, fuck. Just a 67-year-old bronze bitch <laughs> with Louis Vuitton. There we go.
1: All right, DMX getting some Thai food.
2: I think the Thai restaurants, maybe I'll put I'll put out an APB on you. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Ray number, no answer. <laughs> he can't play too many Do games. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on one second, please. I have the lie before you, thank you. Yeah, hurry up.
0: Hello? Yeah. It's
2: beginning to look a lot like Christmas.
1: I think last time you asked for the, uh, the, remember the, uh, the N-word shrimp? Oh, God, I didn't even remember that. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they said they did have it. Right. <laughs> I would like to think from last time too that people did think that DMX called ordering, right? Or if they've since then told people that DMX is called.
2: Combination and barbecue beef. So it's gonna be forty nine twenty nine. You need fifteen to
0: twenty minutes.
2: Thank you. There we go. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, sir, can you give me one second, okay? Again. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Come on. Uh, man, <laughs> <to> light order. <sighs> <sighs> one fry, one ton. This bitch is rude. It's rude.
1: When did he start growling like that? When did that become in mid
2: conversation? Oh, really? And I know we, we, we've run out of time for the podcast, but I gotta tell you a funny story. No, no. Yeah. It's one of the greatest DMX stories I've ever heard.
1: Oh, yeah. We're definitely making time for that.
2: <clears throat>
1: <laughs> this is the <laughs> rudest bitch. Yeah. yeah, she's giving you a lot of jurisdiction. That's dude. Because it's also like you've got to listen to her to like take other orders. and right. food. So if you're hungry and you're listening to people talk about food, like no hold music? Nothing.
2: Sounds like a massage parlor
1: doing business. That's <laughs> the Thai food on the side.
2: Now, will you be able to edit this, like speed it up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I'll leave it
1: in it. Hello? Sorry for holding. Yeah, yeah. You want another takeout? Yeah. Can
2: can you hold on a second, please? Yeah. Can you get your phone number, please? Hold on. Just hold on. (laughs) Oh. Now, put a rubber on. That's my mother. That's my mother. Put a rubber on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hello? (laughs)
2: Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah. What, what what are we doing? Can I get your phone number, please? Yeah. The number? 818. Mm hmm. 414. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Did you, you get it? Please? Did you, huh? Uh, what would you like to order? D- did you g- read the number back? I want to make sure you got it right. 818. 414. Yeah. I want the chicken. You got the chicken? What
0: what type of food would you
2: like? I want the chicken.
0: What one, what the chicken?
2: What, what 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 kind of chicken you got? The chicken the, the, the one that go cluck cluck. The chicken. We have uh, noodle chicken, fried rice chicken. Yeah, let me go with the noodle the, the pan fried with the noodles. Uh, anything else for you? Yeah, what's your appetizers? What what do you, what do you got? What do you got? Mm, we have a lot. Which one would you like? I know, but narrow it down. I like, I like to give, okay. give, give me the, give me the, give me the shrimp cake. Yeah. You got regular, you got shrimp by itself? Sorry? You have shrimp by itself? Just shrimp? Nope, we don't have that one. You don't have nigga shrimp?
0: Nope.
2: You got Negro shrimp? Uh,
0: you order one, I get the hot Thai chicken
2: and shrimp cake. Anything else for you? Yeah, let me get the uh, African-American sweet and sour. Sorry? The sweet and sour and sour sauce? Yeah. No, not sauce. The, you, you get the fish. Sweet and sour fish. You want fried feet or the steamed fish? I'm, I'm a nigger, so we fry it. The fried fish, okay. Fried You're fish for the, the niggas. I want hot sauce. You got hot sauce? Yes, we do. Uh-huh. For you. That's pretty much it. How about it? How about, how... 35.57. 30, Can I get your card number for pay, please? How much is it? 35, 57. Oh, y'all gonna make me lose my mind! Up in here! Up in here! 35, 57! No, okay, let me speak slower. You see the movie Rush Hour with Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan? Oh, uh, you're gonna come picking up in uh, 20 minutes. Okay, see you. Do you not understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Sorry, how can I help you? Could you say again? i sour chicken. I want to... the Sour chicken. With the nigger shrimp. Oh, uh, yeah, I got already sweet and sour chicken, yes? Yeah? How about the yeah, nigger I shrimp? Do. do you have the nigger shrimp? Sir, I don't understand. What did you say? Can the- you walk in for order? I got waiting for you. You, you. Everything, including the pussy. Thank you, bye.
0: <laughs> oh, my
1: God, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can never order from there again. <laughs>
0: So, okay. So,
2: okay. That was amazing. So, so we, we were we still officially on the podcast? Yeah. Oh, so? yeah. I'm still okay. <laughs> so, let me tell you this DMX story. Oh. Uh, my man, Murder Mook, one of the greatest battle rappers out of oh. New York, him and Loaded Lux. Anybody that knows hip hop knows who Murder Mook is. He uh, was on Drink Champs podcast with, with Noriega. Oh, yeah. And I've done that podcast. So, uh, Murder Mook is on there with Loaded Lux, and he's telling his story about DMX on the block battling a nigga, in a battle rap. And you know, a lot of times when DMX is out, he got his dogs with him. So he has his dogs with him, a pit bull, one on each side. So he's battling the dude, and within the song, he says something, 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 and my dogs, they gonna bite you. And when he said that, his dogs on cue went, and then he says while still rapping the dude, yo, chill dogs, let me get him. (laughs) You know how crazy, like in the the pitch it is. In the rhythm of a battle rap, son, I'ma kill you this, kill you that, and my dogs they go bite you. Rrr. Chill. <laughs> Let me get him. Yo, that shit is
1: crazy. Oh my that's god, that's crazy, dude. That's a true story. Yes,
2: and the dogs on cue when he said the line was ready to attack. Oh my. Then he god. told his dog, "Chill, I got him." <laughs> and they're right back. To and it. they're right back to calm.
0: Oh my god,
2: dude. you win the battle on that point right there. Oh yeah, dude. My ass ain't finna be puppy child, nigga. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, well, again, man. Uh,
1: Aries, I fucking love you, man. Thank you, brother. So good. Spears so good to and see
2: Steinberg, you. the Jew and the Jerk. Uh, also tell people to make it easy for you. Do me a favor. Uh, hit me up in my Instagram and in my DMs, and I will personally send you the link you under Aries Spears, but you got to hit subscribe, please. Yeah, baby. There you go. Yeah,
1: we'll put uh, um, you know all the links uh, in the clips that we cut from this and the intro and everything and really blast it out. Thank you, bro. Um, Dude, thank you. You're the best. Anytime. Hope we get back to this soon, man. All right, bud.
2: Anytime you want me, put the bat signal in the air. (laughs) I'll meet you on the roof like Commissioner Gordon. (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude.